This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Looking ahead to Tuesday's USDA reports, of concern to me was the 2020 soybean production found in the September quarterly stocks report increasing the 2020 soybean yield to 51 bushel per acre, as well as finding 400,000 more acres, added 81 million bushel to stocks that will be carried into the balance sheet. They found 256 million bushels of soybean stocks and had to come up with an explanation as to where they came from, thus the record revision in the 2020 crop. USDA currently has the 2021 yield at 50.6 bushel per acre, which is inconsistent with harvest reports of higher 2021 soybean yields than in 2020. Last year it did not rain in August, and this year it did. My soybean yield was 18% higher than last year's. The average trade estimate for the October yield is 51 bushel per acre, same as last year, with the high end of the range at 51.7, although our clearing firm, RJO, is at 52 bushel per acre. It is difficult to average the anecdotal yield reports from varying conditions across the Midwest, but the data suggests a higher yield, possibly a bearish yield surprise. The USDA will not have had the majority of their test plots harvested in time for this report, with more harvest info coming in the November report. The next question then becomes how USDA views the outlook for the domestic crush and exports. We are not bearish here, given what we see as strong biofuel demand, vegetable oil, and China attempting to live up to its trade commitments. USDA, however, has a record of not putting strong demand into the balance sheet until it happens. Trade estimates for Argentine corn of 53 million metric ton, up 3 million from last year, and their soybeans of 51.6 million metric ton, up 5.6 million from last year, are likely too high because of the La Nina. Technically, the charts show soybeans pausing above support, now defined at 1233. The trend is down, so therefore we are in need of a trend-changing report. That is asking a lot. Weekly chart retracements of 1185, 1105, and 1032 would be downside targets for an extrapolation of the bear trend. This is why we sold 25% of stored soybeans recommended put option coverage on the balance being stored. Last year, farmers sold their soybeans off the combine for 9 dollars 5 to $10, and this year they are passing on $12 cash, opting for storage. Tight farmer holding can help the market basis levels for a while, but this year is not 2020. I do not believe that the trade is expecting a bullish report, so some of the negative sentiment is in the market. As to corn, the carry-in should increase about 60 million bushels from the contribution from the September quarterly stocks report. Most of the supply side will be determined by the 2021 corn yield. USDA estimated the average yield at 176.3 bushel per acre in September. The average trade estimate is for a slight decrease to 175.9 bushel per acre on Tuesday. The read from farmers is that the corn crop is no record in the eastern corn belt, less than expected. However, where we live in northwest Iowa, we are hearing some shockingly higher than expected yields being reported. I mean yields that are 50 bushel per acre above expectations. 
The drought in the western Corn Belt did not trim yields as much as expected. I find that hard to explain given the extreme heat of the summer. Corn hybrids handled it much better than I had imagined that they could. Last year, the corn yield was 171.4 bushel per acre, so unlike soybeans, the trade estimate of 175.9 for the 2021 corn yield dials in a good boost to the 2021 yield over 2020. RJO expects 178 bushel per acre, which would be enough to turn the balance sheet negative. There's no reason that we can discern to be negative about corn demand. Brazil's corn crop was a disaster, which should benefit stronger U.S. corn exports. Ethanol margins are positive, while feed usage, in our opinion, is being understated. Wheat is too expensive to feed, while the supply of oats and other alternative grains do not exist. 2022 crop input costs are expensive for corn, making planting corn less competitive. A non-Brazilian corn crop may be off-balanced by a poor Argentine corn crop if the La Nina carries through down there. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 